Good morning, church. Wow. Hold on, let me say that again. Wow. I like that. Okay. So, let me add on to what Skip was saying really quick. Next Saturday is the Bach Kai Festival in downtown Marysville. We're going to meet at Skip's shop as a church in front of his shop, and we're going to hand out invitations to the Rivers Church. And we're going to be there to talk to people about the Lord if they want to talk about it. Right in the middle of the Bakai Festival. Amen? Amen. All right, we will be there. There it is, the community outreach. I want you guys to see it. Bakai will meet in front of Skip's Marysville Music Cafe. There's the address, and the time is 11 o'clock. And Chris? Yeah. You got that, guys? Hundreds of Bibles to give away at the, at the, at the cafe that we're going to give away. Amen? Amen? Well, that's a great way to start this morning. You know what I see when I look around? I see a real church. I see real people who love a real God, a, a group of imperfect people. I am a highly imperfect person. I like to identify myself as, I'm the pastor, but man, I'm Chris. Like, I am so Chris. I have a regular job like most of you. I go to work all week. I have stress. I'm married. I have children. I have bills. I pay taxes. I'm stressed I'm married. I'm married. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm married. It doesn't matter which way you say it. I am a thorn in my wife's side. I'm an unreasonable person to get along with sometimes. I'm bald. Sometimes I look really angry and I'm not. And I love to lift weights passionately. And, uh, you know, so I like to say that I'm, I'm right with you guys. We are all on the level playing field here, you know, and, and when I look around, I see a room full of people just like me, and that's what makes me happy every Sunday, you know. And so this year, we started off our year with 21 days of prayer and fast, right? Who did the 21 days of prayer and fast? And we prayed, and we fasted, we prayed about this church, we prayed about what was going on in our lives, and then we kicked off this seven-week series to rise, well, our theme for the year is rise up, right? That's our theme for the year, rise up. And we're going to rise up. I said everybody in this room, including me, is going to level up in some way in your walk. And I don't care if you're a five-year veteran, a 30-year veteran, or if you're still alive and you were here when Jesus was here, I don't care. We're leveling you up this year. You got it? I didn't hear a lot of enthusiasm in that. You got it? Okay. So, did I tell you I'm a big encourager too? I'm a pusher. My wife wants to kill me when we're in the garage. I'm like, you had three more reps than you. She's like, no, I didn't. I said, yeah, you do. Add more weight. I do it to her all the time. And you know what she says to me? What, are you trying to kill me? I sit back and I go, I'm stressed, I'm married. Yeah. 
look at me wrong this morning. Watch this. I'm kidding. Maybe I'm not. Listen. This week we're going to talk about praise. We've been talking about our series. So what does the word praise look like to you? Boy, that was a 25 minutes of great praise, right? Oh, okay. For some of us singing worship on Sunday morning, that's our form of praise. Yes. Okay? For some of you, it's your singing worship music in your car on the way to work. You're like, I'm praising God right now. Yes. For some of us, we're singing worship music in our head. We're like, okay, I shouldn't be listening to Metallica like Pastor Chris. I'm going to listen to worship music. <laughs> I told you I'm just like you guys. We're on the level playing field. When I get under a heavy squat, I'm listening to Metallica, not Elevation Worship. I'm sorry. doesn't work that way for me. Yes, ma'am. Oh, everybody, uh, we were running out of flyers this morning. If anybody didn't get a handout, raise your hand and Kelly will bring you one. Boom. And up front. Okay, so praise. We're talking about praise today. Praise as a verb is to express warm approval or admiration of. I watched this dog training video when I had this dog when I was young, and they used to use the word praise all the time. You have to praise the dog. You have to praise the dog. You have to praise the dog. And what did that sound like? It didn't seem like, oh, my God, my dog, I love him. Oh, my dog, I love you. That wasn't praise. Praise was good boy, good job, encouragement, building up of. I praise the dog when it did something good. So, biblically, the verb is to express one's respect and gratitude toward God. That's what praise should look like in our life. You notice that last year I spent a whole year talking to you like super deep physical level. Uh, we went through the book of Genesis. It was pretty deep. We were very much on a ground eye view. Well, now we're doing very scratch the surface seven weeks of let's just get back to some Basic elementary principles here. So praise as a noun is the expression or approval of admiration of someone or something, similar to the verb. Biblically, the noun is an expression, an expression of respect and gratitude as an act of worship. Worship doesn't mean singing every time. That's not just worshiping God. When you pray, you're worshiping God. When you praise him and thank him for what's going on, you're worshiping God. When you give your time to show up to church on Sunday morning and listen to me bore you for 40 minutes, you are worshiping God. I hope I don't bore you, though. I didn't think I did, Mike. My jokes didn't land, though, so. Praise is an act of worship. Praise also means to show respect and gratitude as an act of worship. So, with that mindset, praise is a tool, or as I would like to use it sometimes, a weapon. Praise is a weapon I have. It's in my tool bag. <coughs> to be fluent daily in praise... You guys know what fluent means? You're all fluent in English? I'm making sense up here? 
Okay, so to be fluent daily in praise means no matter what is happening in our lives, no matter what is happening in our lives, we have countless reasons to thank him for what he has done, what he is doing, and what we know he will do. And that's tough. Yeah? It's tough. Is a very hard thing to do sometimes. Extremely difficult, I personally know. I know how difficult it is to thank God for things that aren't happening when you're in the midst of a storm. That is difficult. Close to impossible. Truly is. There is a reason, though, we're going to talk about praise today, and it's a part of our seven steps and habits to rising up. We're rising up, we're spiritually leveling up, we're, we're, we're looking at seven habits and steps that we're creating in our lives to rise up. Because I said you're going to rise up how many notches this year? At least one. Seven will work. Seven preferred, one is okay. As your pastor and coach, zero is unacceptable. It would be unacceptable for me. Therefore, as your accountability friend up here, I would say it would be unacceptable to me for you. So, we covered four topics already in our seven-week series. We started with feeding your spirit, feeding your spirit, which was reading God's word daily. That's your first habit that you gotta be, get down. You gotta read God's word daily. You know, I don't care if you have to have the Bible app on your phone and you press play where it talks to you in the car on the way to work. You might work five minutes from your house. That's five minutes you could be listening to the word. You all use the restroom in the morning, right? I know you're on your phone, on Instagram, on Facebook, MSN News, Fox News, CNN News. I don't know what news. I don't care. I know you're looking at your phone while you're in the restroom. It's a horrible habit, but we all do. You could be spending that time to read a couple chapters. I could list you a list of things. I'm not going to, we're not even going I'm not going down those jokes, those roads. We're not doing it, folks. We're not, we're not, we're not. So, reading God's Word daily, not just having a snack on Sunday morning when Pastor Chris comes up here. A snack is what's on your bulletin right now. A couple verses, you read them while you were here, you got in the car, and by the time you and your family were done arguing and having lunch, you have forgotten what I shared up here. Yes? Is this normal? Or am I the only one? Okay, I've targeted myself out. There, I've shared some personal inventory with you. Not every Sunday morning when I leave here is excellent. Just kidding, they usually are for me. But So, listen, we then discussed building your faith. Feed your spirit, then build your faith. Build your faith. I talked about how faith is your responsibility. It's not God's, it's not your spouse's, it's not your brother, it's not your sister, 
It's not the person who keeps inviting you to church. It is your responsibility, not God's. We discussed hearing the word of God on a daily basis. This is how you build your faith. You hear the word of God on a daily basis. Well, how do I hear the word of God on a daily basis? We'll go back to habit one where you read the word of God on a daily basis. You're now hearing it every day. Then we discussed speaking the word. The power of the tongue, the power, the power and authority living within you, the ability to speak the word over your life, and what else? The life of others. Remember I talked about prayer? And I said our prayers sound a lot like, Dear Lord, please heal Tim, tiny Tim. He hasn't walked in seven years. Remember I said that's not the way they prayed. They were like, Tiny Tim, your leg's going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. And I said that's how the prayer sounded in the Bible. But we watered it down to, Dear God, do this for me. I can't do it, God. I can't be the one here doing it. I want you to do it for us, God. I really, 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 really hope you're going to do this, God. Remember? That was funny the day I did that. Faith and hope. So listen, then we talked about Controlling your thought life. What are you putting into your head? What's coming out of your mouth? What are you feeding yourself spiritually? So this week we're going to look at habit step number five. Strengthen yourself through praise. Our verse for the year, folks, is Acts 26.16. Now get to your feet. Every one of you needs to get to your feet. There we go. Thank you, Tommy. Feet. Oh, I'm kidding. All right, guys, sit down. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want everybody to stand up. I do, but metaphorically. Now get to your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and, servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. So your bullet point five is strengthen your praise. Strengthen yourself through praise. And we're going to read the first verse today. Psalms 34.1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth. I like what David said there. He's like, you know, I'm going to praise God most of the time. Well, that's not what he said. He said all the time. He said that sometimes when he talks, he's going to give God praise. No, he said he's going to continually, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So I wrote bullet point one, there is a special time to praise and bless the Lord. Did you know that? There is a special time to praise and bless the Lord. Bullet point A, when things are going your way. Wow, I love it when that's going on. When things are going your way, praise the Lord. Thank him for perceived blessings. Like I said, praising a dog, good boy, good, good, good Fido. Good job, Spot. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate that. Thank you, Lord, for something I know that you're going to do. Thank you, Lord. Because things are going my way right now, God, and I love that. I can't complain when things are going my way, right? I'm only filled with praise and good things. Well, how about bullet point B? When times are tough, 
I want you to praise the Lord. Why? Because I want you to thank Him for the opportunity to lean on Him and trust Him. Because when things are not going your way and things are tough, you are put in a position to do one of two things. Cry and complain about it or lean on God. So thank him for that opportunity. Because you know what we do when, God, when things are going our way? You know what we're not doing? I will tell you what you are doing when things are going your way with God. I will tell you what you are doing. Not leaning on him. You're like, look, God, I can walk now. Thank you. I can walk in style. God's put me back on the path. I got a job. I'm paying my bills. I don't even have to lean on him anymore. That's what naturally happens when things start going your way. So you know what God has to do? He needs to get your attention. Things get tough, and then we got to lean on him, so you got to thank him for that. Do you thank God when stuff is hard? Not always. Not always. I was going through something recently, and I was thanking God for it. Why? Because I already wrote this. And I was like, ah! You did this. You're testing me. You put me on blast. When life doesn't make sense, praise the Lord. Why? Thank him for the opportunity to read his word and try to make sense of things. More leaning on God. Boy, things don't make sense. What should I do? I think I'll call my neighbor Phil. How about you call on God? How about you open your Bible? How about you call another believer in this church who maybe has gone through something similar? Somebody that you know has leaned on God when they're going through tough things. When things don't make sense. What are some examples of things not making sense? You get sick. You lose a job. You lose someone close to you. We got to be honest with each other. These are the things in life that when they happen, we say it doesn't make sense. This does not make sense. What do we do at that time? The hardest thing in the world to do. Praise him anyways. And dive into his word so that you can try to make sense of things. Because that's the last place you go sometimes. Keep it real. That's the last place you go. You're like, I got saved in 1992. And when things get tough, you know what I do? I get angry. I get regretful. I become unapproachable. I become unfriendly. I become grouchy. You could go through a list of things, and I'm like, well, when did you talk to God or open his Bible? You're like, oh, yeah, no, I haven't done that yet. So D, the time to praise the Lord is always. Good, bad, indifferent, it doesn't matter. That's when we praise God. This is important if you're going to level up. If you're going to level up this year, you got to learn to praise God when things are going your way, when they're not going your way, and when they don't make sense. You are going to have to learn to praise God. You ever met those people that walk around and you're like, dude, Jesus freak, bro, slow down. They're like, praise God. They're too happy. I'm the pastor. I don't do that all the time. Praise God. 
How are you? I'm blessed. I think we had that sermon a long time ago where I was like, what is that? What is that when we say we're blessed? You know, but the time to praise the Lord, guys, is always. So that Jesus freak that we're all hating on, he's got it right. He's got it right. Man, I was on my way down 99 the other day, dude, and all of a sudden, man, I blew a tire. Praise God, he might have saved you from an accident at the next exit. Wow, you didn't think of it that way, did you? Because all that you saw was the inconvenience in your life. When we be driving down the freeway, BB reminds me of that all the time. Because you don't know what my first response is when things slow me down? It ain't cool. She's like, I can't stand driving with you knowing that your license plate says pastor on it. <laughs> Lifting pastor. She says, I'm embarrassed to be in this truck with you right now. I told you, man, I'll open the doors. I'll tell you all about me. Try to be transparent here. This is the truth. Because my first response when things aren't working out is I'm, I'm like, man, what is going on? I got to get somewhere. And BB's like, God might be protecting us from something. You need to calm down. Remember Pastor Mark talking about how your wife is like that Holy Spirit? That's my Holy Spirit right there. All the time. All the time. God just works through her like all day, every day at me. That's why he put her in my life. Hebrews 13, 15, folks, moving on. I know everybody wants to go to lunch. There is no Super Bowl today, so I'm going to hold you hostage. <laughs> Hebrews 13, now we're going to make up for lost time over the championships the last few, last month. Yeah, I was, I was good with your time then. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Thanking him continually. And what did it call it? A sacrifice. Continuous praise is a sacrifice. Sacrifice is giving up something. Give this up. I'm going to sacrifice this. I'm going to give this up. Praise is fruit of the lips. Fruit. Of the lips. Let me ask you a question. If you were at Rayleigh's right now, and they opened another register after you've been waiting forever, and somebody just walked over there and gotten there, and you were having a nice spiritual conversation with the person behind you, if the next thing you say is, I can't believe that person just went and got in line right now, this is BS. Does that sound like fruit off your lips? Or you say, boy, I guess that person's really in a hurry right now. I just thank God that I get to get out of here anyways. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. God must be good. See the difference that sounded? Thank God he put me in line with you. I didn't have to get upset about that person over there. <laughs> when was the last time you did that? Praise is a continuous giving of thanks. Thank you, Lord, for putting that car in front of me and slowing me down and saving me from possible danger up ahead. Thank you, Lord, for making me wait six months for that promotion because I wasn't quite ready for it. Right. 
Thank you, God, for raising my bills so that I learned to budget my money better because I'm a horrible spender of it. Well, wow, that's a tough one. I have experienced these things. I'm like, thanks? Psalms 28.7, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Trust God with all of your heart. That's how we praise. You will praise him if you trust him. You will praise him if you trust him. Easier, difficult, trust God. Can you do it? Good or bad, trust God. Can you do it? Life or death, trust God. Can you do it? That's a very hard yes. But there is yeses. Easy or difficult, good or bad, life or death, we have to trust God. And that's hard. We'll close up with this verse. Romans 12.1 from the Passion Translation. I like the way I read it here. I read it in a few different translations. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I'm going to stop you there because I'm going to say that some of those marvelous mercies come in the form of a blown out tire when you were on your way somewhere because God was saving you from a car accident. Those things that you don't understand that don't make sense that you need to be praising God for fall in this category. So now I'm going to read that again. Because when I first read it, you thought, hey, what should my proper response be to when God has things going my way? Because that's what we heard. Because that's how we translate the Bible with our eyes and our heart. Right? So let's read it again. Beloved friends, what should, our, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experience all, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Praise and worship should be our response to God's marvelous mysteries. Good or bad, easy or difficult, life or death, Going your way, tough, difficult, not going your way, doesn't make sense, doesn't matter. Praise and worship should be our response. When you learn this, something will change in your life. I didn't get that job, praise God, he must not want me to work there. I have done that. I have done that. I was... Uh, about two years ago, we'll back it up, 2021, the company I worked for made huge changes that were affecting everybody. 
I said, by summer of 2022, half the people in my division won't be here anymore. They're going to go somewhere else to work. So I started to open my eyes. I do the things in the natural and let God do the supernatural. This opportunity came to me at the beginning of 2022. I got a phone call. Hey, we want to meet with you. I was like, yeah, I got a hard pass for that. Another opportunity came. I met with some, some vendors in, uh, in Las Vegas at our trade show. And the VP flew out from Phoenix. He met with me. We made some negotiations. We talked numbers, this, that, and the other. Finally, they called me. He's like, hey, man, we can't afford you. I can't, I can't offer you the job. You know what I said? I said, thank you, God. That's not where you wanted me to go. Two doors were closed. And I said, well... I don't know what's going to happen. God's going to do something. I always tell you guys this. I sweat the small stuff, not the big stuff. I knew God was going to do something. Three months later, I got offered the job where I'm at today. You know, and it's like, sometimes when God says no and closes the door, we look at it in the most negative way. But we have to look at it in the light of praise and worship. Like, God protected me from going down this path for a reason. Thank you. Thank you, God, for telling me no. Isn't that a hard one? Thank you, God, for telling me no in that situation. Because you had it all figured out. You were like, no, this, this is it. No, thank you, God, for telling me no. That's hard. So, praise and worship should be our response to God's marvelous mysteries. Make yourself a living sacrifice to him by how? By surrendering your heart to him. Have you surrendered your heart to Christ? Do you want to know how you're going to be right with God? You ever read Exodus? There's some laws in there, man. You're following them, right? You guys heard of the Ten Commandments? You're following these, right? You doing a good job? There's like 300 more laws after that. Leviticus and Deuteronomy. You guys are following these, right? You know what happens if you don't, right? Make yourself a living sacrifice to him by surrendering your heart to him. The Bible says... That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You know why he set that up? Because you were never, ever, 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 ever going to be able to make yourself right with him by trying to follow that law. And he knew that. When that law went into place, he immediately saw that no one could do it. And he had to create a new way to bring his people close to him and make them holy. And at one time, there was only one person who could stand in the presence of God, and that was the priest, when he would go to turn in the sacrifice in the tabernacle. And when Christ died on the cross, the veil tore and split in the tabernacle. And now all of us have the ability to go into the presence of God, not by what you can do in that law, but by having Jesus. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Make yourself a living sacrifice to him by surrendering your heart. Live in holiness under the blood of the new covenant, not by an unattainable law. 
You know that when I focus on the fact that Jesus loves me, and I tell you this all the time, you guys, I said, what do I always say? Yes. Jesus doesn't make you sinless, but he definitely helps you to sin less. When you chase after Jesus, you will not become sinless, but you will sin less. You try to follow that law, you're going to be nothing but ridiculed with sin. That law is only designed to show you how sinful you really are. Make this your way, and this will be an acceptable act and expression of worship. Make this your way. Praise and worship should be our response to God's marvelous mercies. Okay, I'm going to close with this. Praise is not when things are only good. No. I want you to praise God when things suck. When things are bad. When you are driving to the Bach Kai Festival to help out next week and you cannot find a parking space, I want you to thank God because wherever he's going to put you and however far you have to walk, there is a reason and a purpose. Will you praise him when that happens? I heard one, mm mm-hmm. Okay. Get dropped off. Praise is not for when things are only good. No, that's easy. It's easy to praise God when things are good. It's easy. You want the easy route? The easy route does not exist in my garage. The easy route does not exist in this dojo. Praise is an act of faith. Good, bad, or indifferent. Praise is an act of faith. If you believe you will receive what you asked, you'll thank God for it, even if it hasn't happened yet. You praise God that way? Praise sounds like this. I know it's coming, Lord, and thank you. Praise sounds like this. Thank you, God, for stopping whatever, I was, whatever was coming my way that was going to do me harm. Praise sounds like this. I don't know why this happened today, but I know that there's a greater purpose for it, Lord, so thank you. People who are rising up spiritually are aware that there is a connection between praise and strength. We know that a spirit of praise puts you in a powerful position and produces spiritual strength. I need you to spiritually grow this year. Take a look around. Every week I see a new face, and most of the time they come back the next week. Most of the time. Most of the time you guys keep coming back. And I'm like, okay, if I offended them, it didn't matter they came back, or I didn't offend them, thank God. No, I praise God anyways. In a couple weeks I've got a guest speaker. I won't be here one Sunday. I'm trusting God that everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know why? Because I believe, I, I believe what I'll receive when I ask, and I'll thank God for it, even if it hasn't happened yet. Praise is your strength. So your fifth, your fifth goal, you guys, is to strengthen yourself through praise. Can you do it? Will you do it? Are you going to praise God this week?
Are you going to praise God when things are hard? This is a practice. This is a practice. I'm squatting in three weeks on the platform. Do you know what I do twice a week, every week? I practice. You would think I'm a great squatter and you watch my videos, I am. But you want to know something? I see everything that's wrong with it. Every time. Every misgroove. I practice my skill. And if you want to learn to praise God, you're going to have to practice it. Good, bad, or indifferent, easy, or tough. It doesn't make sense. Life or death, you're going to have to practice your skill. I've given you five skills so far to raise up. Feed your spirit. Build your faith. Speak the words. Control your thoughts. And strengthen yourself through praise. These are all skills that you need to practice. Have you been practicing them? I've given you four weeks worth. It's pretty quiet in here. I'm kidding. I thank God in advance for what he's going to do. You know something? Before I started this series, I believed God was going to raise people up. And I thanked him for it. I came right under the wire. I said, 11.15. I don't want to keep anybody past 11.15. I know you all want to go have lunch with your families. So let's pray. Father, Father, I thank you for your word, Lord. Father, right now, as an act of worship, I praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Good, bad, or indifferent, Lord. We're all in a different place in our life. But, Lord, let us thank you for it. We're thanking you right now, Lord, because things are going our way. We're thanking you right now, Lord, because things don't make sense and we're leaning on you, Lord. We're thanking you for the opportunity to lean on you, Lord. We're thanking you for the opportunity to lean into your word. We're thanking you for the opportunity to put people in our lives, Lord. We're thanking you for any opportunity that you put in front of us, Lord, so that we can grow closer to you. If there's anybody here that has not given your life to Jesus, you have never Ever, 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 ever given your life to Jesus. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And if you believe that and you do that today, you will be saved. And if you're interested in getting baptized with water, we do that at a pool party at my house. And God loves that party and we do too. All right? And we'll ask you to make a public confession right there. So, Lord, I thank you for this people, Lord. I thank you for their time. I thank you for your time, Lord. I thank you that we have sacrificed this moment for you, Lord. Let us give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.